Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Working Change. This is Nate. And Marla. And we're here with you today to uh, discuss... Well, what is our topic? What's our topic? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so I get asked a lot by people, you know, I want to find a therapist. Mm Mm-hmm. What do I even look for? What is therapy? All these questions about therapy. So I think that today we're going to talk about therapy a little bit. You know, what is therapy? Okay. Nate, what is therapy? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Whoa, big win. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say if somebody came to you and said, what is therapy? Um, so my personal definition. Okay. So this didn't come from anywhere online. If it happened to somebody else has the same one, then it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's chance. Maybe I read it and I like subconsciously <laughs> been storing it. Um, therapy according to Nate. Yeah. So my own personal definition is therapy is like a process of self-discovery it's aided by someone with uh, professional and educational training. Okay. I think I like that. So. A process of self-discovery that is aided by somebody with professional or educational training. Yeah. Okay. That's that's kind of what I would like look specifically at as therapy. Um, it can look very different from yes. therapist to therapist. And so I think that's generally what you see. Um, but I don't know every therapist. And so some people may have very different, uh, like ideas of what therapy is. Okay. So let's just leave it there and kind of expand from there. So who is therapy for? Because I get people that are like, I don't know what therapy's for me. You know, I think the, the other thing that I get, and maybe this is a little bit of a tangent that you don't want to go down today, but, um, what's the difference between like coaching and therapy? Like, you know, who is therapy for? Like, is therapy for me or is coaching for me? Or, you know, do I really need therapy? Um, so I do think that's a good question. I think it might fit under like the type of clinicians. Okay. We'll come back to that. So yeah, so we'll table that for just a moment, but I I think (laughs) it's an important question to answer. Okay. So who is therapy for then? Okay. So I think that for most people, there's kind of the classic, like anybody who has a psychiatric condition or thinks they Mm -hmm. might have a psychiatric condition. Okay. And when you mean psychiatric condition, you mean something that is diagnosable maybe from the DSM. Right. Okay. Yeah. So is therapy for anybody else? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So who else can benefit from therapy? Um, So... What I commonly see would be things like relationship issues, um, things like trauma, um, things like grief, things like life transitions, things like communication. Um, parenting, maybe? Parenting, yes. <laughs> um, so pretty much everything and anything. I, I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of things. I mean, you, one, of, one of my classes, and you, you will have mm-hmm. one here next year. Is, is in career coaching. It's yeah. not career coaching, just career counseling. Um, it, it's not a principal focus of what we do, but we, we do have a class in it and you get mm-hmm. a bunch of resources. And it's something that I, I'm a big proponent of the wellness model. As anybody that listens to this knows, because we have our whole series on the wellness model and, and part of that is occupational. So, right. so that's a big thing too that sometimes people don't necessarily think about. Um, but even within that, there's a lot of differences. Like if you're looking for a specific type of 
coaching, like you're like, hey, I need somebody to help me with my resume, that might be a career coach. Right. If you're looking for therapy and you also are looking for some help with some career counseling, then that would be something that you could explore. A therapist, a coach, hmm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, you are. Let's go ahead and get to the other <laughs> stuff before I get too, too, yeah. yeah. Okay. So would you like there. to table this and go to the next one, which was that you tabled me on first? Different types of clinicians. Yeah, I think that that's an important distinction. Okay. So within the the mental health realm, you have like different levels of clinicians. So so usually like as far as the hierarchy goes, at the very top you have psychiatrists. Okay. Psychiatrists have been to medical school, so they're medical doctors. Uh, principally, it, it seems that they mostly focus on diagnoses and uh, administration of medication. Right. So that's that's your psychiatrist. Your psychologist has a PhD or a PsyD, so they're they're a, a doctoral level um, clinician. They don't have a medical degree. So I believe in most states they cannot prescribe medication. I, there's been a lot a push for a long time to try to get that changed, but I, I, there are some states that are allowing that, but you have heard, to get like a cert, like almost like a certificate or okay. um like take some extra classes for it. But there are some states I think in the East Coast that do do allow okay, it. Okay, is that something that kind of came up in your your schooling? Yes, there was okay. there was a gentleman in one of my classes that was going to get his side and he wanted to do it mainly because he wanted to prescribe. And so I know that like in some States, I, th- I maybe I'll look this up. That's next what you time were told. We'll okay. Yeah. And then I'm not sure how that works, but um, typically, yes, a psychologist doesn't prescribe in right. California. At least they right. do not in our state that yeah. that does not happen um, that I'm aware of. So again, highest level would be your your medical doctor. Mm-hmm. Next level would be your psychologist, which is your um, doctoral level. And then there's different. There's kind of like a a little tree from there. We have three different branches. Mm-hmm. These are all masters level clinicians. So the clinician these clinicians have masters degrees. And the three different types are social workers. Mm-hmm. Marriage and family therapists. Okay. And clinical counselors. Okay. So you and I represent two different branches there. Um, right. I'm a clinical counselor. You are working on your marriage and family therapy therapy degree, although you're also you're I guess technically you're you're what, a master's in psychology? I'm getting my master's in clinical psychology. So I do have the option to dual license or to get the degree so I can do both. Marriage and family therapy. Right. And, and cl- clinical counseling. Right. Okay. So typically what you would see, like clinical counseling in my, with my experience was highly focused on individual therapy. Right. So we come out pretty well focused. read and, and mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of experience and training on individual therapy. You do do some family stuff. Did you just laugh at me for, for doo-doo? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> We're super mature here tonight. <laughs> So what happens when you have a two-year-old. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Back to what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Can we salvage this podcast at this point? <laughs> yes. Yes, we're gonna okay. we're gonna make it. Um, so clinical counselors are very focused. <laughs> in my experience, was very fo- we were very focused on individual therapy. Yeah. We we got some training in family therapy and systems, but our main focus was individual therapy. Right. Based on your experience so far. 
what would you say your experience at, at Pepperdine with marriage and family therapy is, has mostly been? Well, because I'm doing a clinical psychology program, we do a little bit of both, okay. you know, cause I do have people sitting in my classes that are doing the clinical counseling route mm-hmm. or they're going on to get like a CITE or, you know, their doctorate in psych or to become a psychologist. So there is a, a bigger push, I believe in the systems, you know, because when you look at marriage and you look at families, that's a relationship with more than one person. So you're looking at it from a different approach of you've got two people here, two parts or multiple parts. If you're talking about a family, how are they working together? And how would you define systems for people who aren't necessarily aware of what that specifically means? So just kind of how I, you know, if you, if you have a system, it's the same as like the part understanding, you know, just, when I have like a puzzle, I have more than one piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're looking at people as a picture. They're a whole thing. I'm looking at it as their picture, but there's different parts of that picture. So, you know, in, in a case of like a relationship, there are two parts. There's, you know, one part for one person and one part for the other. And together they make a picture of that relationship. And a family would be multiple people making a picture of that family. So it is like a system, you know, any, um, like a car is a system that has multiple parts that make up a big, bigger part or bigger working. So you're kind of looking at the overall functioning of the family and how each, the role of each person and, and how how they they work with each other together. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then the last part is social workers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know as much about social workers because my understanding is their training maybe has changed a little bit over the years. Social workers are the oldest of the master's level clinicians. They existed when there was no clinical counselors or marriage and family therapists. So my understanding is is the original reason they existed was to help people kind of navigate the like governmental type system. So they worked for counties and hospitals and prisons and schools and 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 they weren't always super focused on in like one-on-one therapy or family therapy but my understanding is that's shifted a little bit since then and so they some are trying to train just because they want to work in a hospital or they want to work right. in prison or, or whatever but some are training because they want to become like one-on-one therapists or right exactly therapists. so it's a different perspective when i looked into whether or not i wanted to do um, which route of the three areas mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Um, I looked into social work and the focus is mainly, like you said, on the, the system, um, like as a society, you know, how to navigate through different societies, societal systems, like from a government kind of perspective. Um, so they do, they heavily look at, policy and procedure and things like that and how to navigate a person through that to get the help that they need. So the focus is a little bit different, but they are, there's a bigger shift of those people not working necessarily. Like I think once upon a time, if you were a social worker, you went to go do the work of a social worker, like for the government, Um, whether it was like CPS, child protective services or some other government agency. Now, you know, I even went to a therapist once upon a time that she was a licensed clinical social worker and she had her own private practice. Mm -hmm. So it's not the same, you know, just know, I think in the back of your head that these, these people are being trained with a different, slightly different focus. Right. 
uh, of understanding of how people work within life. Yeah. I had a professor that once said, like, like from most broad to most narrow, mm-hmm. social workers are the most broad. Yes. They get trained in the most things. But that also means that, that they might be, lo- like, maybe less trained in any one particular thing. Right. Because one thing comes at the expense of another. So if you're, if you're learning 10 different things, you know, how well are you learning each of those 10 right. different things? But you can do more things. Right. Then your marriage and family therapists are the next most broad. Right. And then your clinical counselors are your most narrow. Right. So the clinical counselors maybe only learn, you know, four or five things. Um, but in theory, they're able to spend more time on those five or four or five right. things. So they might do those things better. And I say might because the, there's no guarantee they will. But they might do those things better because they know them better. But then there's some things that they don't know at all right. um, that that – would probably apply more to like navigating governmental and, and and social systems. So one thing that I think is interesting though is is that um, these three branches of, of you know types of therapy, they you get your master's degree and then you have to be licensed also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So each state has a different governing board. Correct. That will license you in these things. So you're going to come across like words like this person is um, a trainee or an associate or they're licensed. And states have different words to designate what that means. They do. So like in California, it would be like a trainee. Right. And I next year will be uh, working as a trainee, which is I am not done with my um, master's level schooling, but I am working as a counselor to accrue hours and I am supervised by somebody who is licensed. Right. So in order to graduate, right. You have to have a certain amount of hours face-to-face counseling and Mm -hmm. then, and then, which is like called direct hours and then indirect hours, which are training hours and, and hours doing paperwork and different things. So you have to have a certain amount of hours in order to just, just to graduate. Right. So you'll go through that process. And that's what a trainee would be. Yes. You are an associate. Yes. An associate is somebody who has graduated. Right. Done those hours. And now they're working on a whole nother batch of hours in Mm -hmm. order to get licensed. Right. So for me, I'm right now. And you're working underneath somebody who is licensed, which would be Tony Overbay at this point. Right. So, so I'm going through the process of getting a license. Right. Um, and in California, it's a minimum of two years and you have to have 3000 hours. Right. So that's what you need in order to be licensed. Um, different states have different requirements. Right. So it just depends on where you're at. So when people ask you the question, like what's the difference between a therapist and a coach? Okay. So this is where (laughs) things get really confusing. And, and I think that it's important for me to own my bias. So, Ooh. so my personal <laughs> bias is, is sometimes I get a little tinge of envy, uh, when I deal with, with coaches. It, it feels like maybe my insecurity led me to feel like the only way that I could really do this is if I go to school and get trained and like that will give me legitimacy. Right. But that, that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. So for those of us that spend, like a stupid amount of money on a master's degree, <laughs> like, and, and we go through all this training and everything. Right. Sometimes when you look at coaches, like we, we just There's naturally <laughs> roll our eyes yeah. because it feels like they're cutting the line. Mm. However, it's not that simple. 
some therapists, some people actually go to school, get their therapy degree, even get licensed, and then decide there's just too many hoops to jump through. Mm -hmm. The licensing board has a lot of rules. We have ethics boards. There's a lot of regulations about what we do and how we do it. And, And there's a fair amount of therapists that don't like it. And they get big enough that they can just decide, okay, I'm not going to be a therapist anymore. I'm going to be a coach. Well, I'm not going to be a licensed therapist. Yeah, I'm right. going to just be a coach. And and maybe they do their coaching like they would their therapy, mm-hmm. but but they're they're no longer subject to the rules and regulations of a licensing board. Right. There's also some benefits that go along with that, which are you can meet with anybody anywhere in the world at any time. Right. Like, like in California, everybody that I meet with has to be within the confines of California. Now, I also got a certification to become a life coach so that I could work with other people. Um, but, you know, the, the downside with that is, is, is if I took insurance, and I guess it doesn't really matter for me, but if I took insurance, the insurance wouldn't pay me if they were from another state. Because it would be considered coaching. So lots of rules. Yeah. There are some states that have <laughs> reciprocal agreements, meaning, right. um, mean, you know, and you can check with your state and see if you can see a therapist as a therapist from another state um, because your state might allow that. California does not because apparently in California, we think we're special and Whoa. nobody is good enough to, to work with us unless they're already here. So he's a little hot and bothered right now. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I think another thing around coaching is coaching sometimes is structured very differently than therapy. Yeah. My understanding is therapy is always like it's a price for like 45 or 50 minutes a session. It, that's just what it is. With coaching, sometimes coaches have like a specific program for a certain amount of time and it's in some cases in the thousands of dollars. Right. So a certain program could be $8,000, which, I mean, you get a lot of therapy for $8,000 depending on the price of the therapist. But <laughs> um, but if that person is very good at what they do, I, I mean, I can understand why someone might be attracted right. to that. Um, well, the other thing is, is um, that even when you are a licensed therapist or a coach, people can have other certifications that they have mm-hmm. also on top of that. Yep. So checking out if you're looking for a therapist or a coach, you know, what exactly is their education? Do they have additional certifications and things? Mm-hmm. Cause there are different types of therapy, even, even though they are licensed, you know, if they want to do like EMDR, there's a certification for that. Right. And um, EMDR is a form of trauma therapy. Right. And so you want to make sure that people have like the correct certifications and right. know how when you go, right. go to them. I think, you know, so I hope I didn't sound like I was picking on coaches because I didn't mean to. I wanted to like. No, there are some fabulous issue. coaches. Yeah. Um, but I think that that I have to also pick on therapists a little bit, which mm-hmm. is like one of the things that I find slightly annoying is some therapists just say they do everything. And that makes me a little nervous because some things seem to be pretty specific for example trauma yeah if trauma is not a person person's listed specialty and you call them up and they say they do it i would probably have additional questions because you want to make sure that what you're getting is is really suited to what you need if if you're just like hey i just need some general life help probably most any therapist could help you with that but if you if you have something that's very very specific like so for me i look at myself as, as my my biggest strength, I believe, is anxiety management. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that I've been I've dealt with my whole life. I feel like I've got a really good grasp on it. It's not easy, but I, I think I have some pretty good explanations and some pretty good tools and some like pretty good ways to to cope with that. So that's what I think I do best. I have some other things that I also feel like I, I do fairly well. Um, I have met with just a handful of people with really severe psychiatric conditions. Um, so if people come to me with something pretty severe, I typically will tell them that's not something that I do much of. And if they really wanted to see me, we could explore whether or not that would make sense. But I try to let them know, like, that's not necessarily something that I considered one of my, one of my big strengths. Some therapists don't do that. Mm -hmm. Some therapists take everybody and I, I don't know if that's the best approach, but that's just the way I look at therapy. Right. Right. So... How would you go about finding a therapist? I get that all the time. Marla, how do I find a therapist? Like, I think I need therapy, but I don't know, like, what I'm looking for or how to find them. Yeah. I mean, there used to be, back in the day, we're so old, a Yellow Pages. You uh-huh. just look in the Yellow Pages. Yeah. You can Google it now or it's whatever. Not, but what else would you do to find a therapist? I think Psychology Today is probably one of the largest databases in the U.S. Okay. Looking for a therapist. You can look up by geographical area or state. They have a lot of different filters. So you can filter for someone that specializes in in what you're looking for. Right. Um, you can filter by um, cost or insurance or mm-hmm. all sorts of different things. Education level. Right. Certifications. Right. Yeah. Now – Female, male. I mean, even gender. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you, you know, you can you can get a lot. You can really drill down quite right. a, lo- a lot with it. Um, now, one of the challenges with with therapy right now is many therapists are full. It's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like it is hot right now. So, um, I know of some that have space. I have a little bit of space, but most people, it seems like. They are. They have as many clients as they want. Right. So sometimes it means you know be prepared to make a lot of phone calls. Right. And be prepared, I think, to wait a little bit too. I've heard yeah. a lot of people say, "I called this therapist and it's been a couple of days and I haven't heard anything mm-hmm. back." Would there be reasons why you wouldn't call somebody back immediately if you're a therapist? I think I have a couple, but what would you say? Well, I mean, in my my own experience, sometimes you just get really busy and you're not totally paying as close attention to your phone and your messages as, as you would like. Um, I know that sometimes you have, like you set aside time and there, so every few days you review all your messages. Um, I try to be better. I try to get back to people within 24 to 48 hours. Um, but sometimes it's just not possible. Uh, what, what were you thinking? Of? Well, I was thinking, you know, it, it just depends on the size of, the practice, you know, mm-hmm. if you're an individual and you don't have like a secretary or something, it is all you returning messages and whatever or not. Right. If you have clients all day, you're not going to be returning messages until later in the evening or early in the morning or in the middle of the day, yeah. whatever time you've set aside. So it may take 24 to 48 hours to get back to somebody. Um, and then, you know, inevitably sometimes messages get lost or emails get lost too. So yeah. Just to remember that, like, if you haven't heard from somebody in a couple of days, try them again. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and that's that's a good point. I've had a few people leave messages, and they were really like, there was, it was like they were talking as as they were driving or something, and they went through a dead area, and I, I missed half the message. So <laughs> I have, I don't have a name. I don't I, have a phone number. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's it, you know. So sometimes you you have to 
give a couple uh, a couple attempts. And and one nice thing with psychology today is they typically have an email too. So yeah. So you can call if that doesn't work. You can email. So either of those are options. So another good option I think is to just ask your friends. Yeah, referrals. Mm-hmm. Referrals are great. Um, or if you have a therapist that you've liked and they're full, mm-hmm. ask them for a referral. Mm-hmm. Or your doctor. Yeah, your doctor might work with with therapists. Um, is a psych, you know, psychiatrists, I think typically have kind of a list of therapists mm-hmm. that, that they send people to. So yeah, referrals are, are always good because you know, at least one person has had a good experience. Well, and, and, and you will also know, like if you're talking to a friend and maybe your views and values align that you might have a better experience, they can get down to the nitty gritty and tell you like, Oh, this is kind of what my experience with this person was. Right. Um, so you can say, ah, that's not my cup of tea or yeah, great. Let's do that. Right. Right. Um, I think one of the, one of the things that is also important to mention is the limitations of therapy. Yeah. What do you expect? Well, so, so we do have our, our own legal requirements that we have to follow. So when someone is talking to a therapist, um, the therapist should keep that confidential there, there are a couple of exceptions. One is if they are seeking consultation on your specific case. And they wouldn't be telling anyone your, your name and address and anything like that. But it would go something like, hey, I have a client that's experiencing this issue. Like, we've tried these things. It doesn't seem like it's working. So so discussion with another clinician about that, which is which is pretty standard. It, yeah, it's supposed to be kept confidential a- between them. Mm-hmm. And, and my, you know, that that's something that happens sometimes. Um, outside of that... There's really just the the three limitations, which are child abuse, elder abuse, and imminent danger to self or others. Um, anything else stays there. I mean, if someone came in and told me that they killed somebody last week, I'm not, I'm not, like, I, it would be illegal for me to tell anyone that. Yeah. But if you tell me you were going to go kill Fred Jones. You got your gun in the truck and you're going to go kill him right after the appointment. I have to call the police. Right. So it, it's kind of like if it's if it's already happened, um, as far as something like that goes. Now, if it's already happened, child abuse or elder abuse, um, there's still a reporting. Right. You know, that, that's supposed to take place. Well, and dependent, you know. Yeah. Dependent at all. Right. Um, if someone comes in and they're saying, hey, you know, my spouse is beating me like that's not something that that i can report it's right it's like okay well let's talk about it and then right. try to help figure you figure out, out what, what yeah. you want to do mm-hmm. so, these are your options yeah yeah so it sounds like a pretty safe place <laughs> for you to unload all kinds of stuff if you really wanted to i mean we're circling back here like you know who is therapy for I, I think it's potentially for everyone. It's it should be a very safe place yeah. for you to discuss whatever it is. I mean, your self discovery. Go back mm-hmm. to your original definition of it for you to process and self discover. You know, whatever you want to talk about. Right, and with me, I do a lot of homework and work with people on a lot of goals, and so for me, like self discovery is is also done through creating trying to create new habits right that, that might be helpful but but some people are like no i don't really like doing homework i don't want my people to feel like you know they're 
screwing up because they're not doing it. And, and so everybody's different in their approach. That's, that's why referrals are for referrals are nice. Right. So very cool. Yeah. Did we cover everything? Yes. I mean, there's so much more, but yeah, everything that we want to cover right now and it's not amazing. for everybody. <laughs> it's amazing. It takes almost a half an hour to get through all of that stuff. Yeah. But that's, that is like kind of the bare bones of therapy. Yeah, definitely. All right. So we'll just do more next time. How about that? <laughs> I think we're good on this one. We'll, well get back to something we're interesting. Good, but I think that there are so- oh, what? Oh, okay. Not that this isn't interesting. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have a little talk later here. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I think that there is another discussion here about like um, different therapy approaches. I think people would be. Interested oh, that, in that that might be a series. Yeah. 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 The therapy. Um, the theories, the- that different are, theories of because yeah, the not every yeah. person believes the same right thing. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Teaser. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who is therapy for? Everybody, guys. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for being with us again. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, workingchangecoaching at gmail dot com. Yep. Feel free to send us information. We appreciate the feedback that we get. And uh, we'll see you next time.